Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Anatomy of a Movie. Today we're doing something a little special. We're talking about Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. It's a TV movie, but we're going to talk about it nonetheless. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let this song sink in. The best theme song ever. Ah, oh, man, we're talking Sharknado, that's right, the global phenomenon, and we have someone new to Popcorn Talk, Andrew Mina. Andrew Mina, that's me, you got it, that's and, right. and you should tell the people who you are, too. I'm Phil Svitek, they know me. I mean, they know, but it's nice to hear you say who you are for maybe people who haven't tuned in before. That's right, if, you have, if you've never seen an anime movie, uh, we talk about movies, in this case a TV movie, and as if you've seen it. everyone's anatomy. Yes. Right. Uh, we assume that you've seen the movie, so it's very spoiler-filled. Although, if you want to just watch, there was your warning. You can also download our rundown, uh, so that way you can kind of follow along and, you know, know what our our notes are going into this. This one's a little bit lighter than most anatomy, so it's not your typical, uh, don't don't use this as a barometer, uh, you know, and but... The, but nonetheless, we're going to talk about it as much in depth as we can. Mm-hmm. But it's Sharknado. It's just there to be a fun movie. And we're going to have fun with this. Totally. That is the plan. That is the plan. So, uh, you know, this is the fourth one, as the title suggests. Overall impressions. Oh, my goodness. Uh, overall impressions. So, obviously, this movie is bonkers. In the best way. Uh, you guys like my Jason Manzoukas impression? It's bonkers. All right. So, it's uh, my overall impression is just that it is... Uh, a great addition to the films. I, I'm going to be honest uh, up front. I haven't seen second and third. I saw first. I was a big fan of first. But then I didn't have TV for a long time. I got TV again. Fourth came out. I'm a fan again. Uh, so I, I'm missing a little chunk of it. But I, I'm, I'm picking up bits and pieces. And there's obviously a lot of context clues. And we'll talk a lot about that as we go through the story. But just general impressions that this is madness. Uh Taken to the logic, like I love, uh, I, I love it. I, uh, it's madness and fantastic, fantastic madness. It, absolutely, and you know, uh, I've loved this franchise from the word go, um, and that is a pun on the theme song. Ah. I, you know, the, the, I don't know what it is. There's there's certain movies that they they can just have fun with it, and, and I just I, there's a point where a bad movie is just so bad that it's good. Um, Absolutely, and this is sort of one of those movies. And I don't. I, I I've been trying to think for a very long time since the first one of like what makes this one succeed versus others. And you know, th- there's like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and that's sure. you know somewhere in the better range of things. Um, they're coming out with Two Lava, Two Lant, Two Lava, Two Lantula, coming soon to Sci-Fi. Yeah, we'll see if that's good. I like it could be. It's uh, got a great title. It does, but. You know, I mean, this just, this, this franchise, it just took you Something away. Something about it. I mean, we have Shark Week, so there's like this natural obsession with humanity and sharks. We fear sharks, we think they're neat, but we also like kind of make them cuddly in certain iterations. If you watch like Finding Nemo, obviously, the sharks that are like vegetarian sharks, more or less, you know, they're just like, oh, I think sharks could be my friends now. So uh, there's there's a lot of shark love. It, it, I think it's obvious that uh, shark anything was going to be uh, the way to go. Hopefully, I mean, Shark Night didn't do so well. But oh, really? I did like that movie. That's, shark Night. Yeah. Night of the Living Sharks. No, no, no. no? You got to okay. go see it. I got to go see it. I, I've Talk seen uh, Marissa Kanetesh. She's uh, she's not for those of you regular watchers. You know Marissa Serafini. She's in the booth today. She did not see the Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens yet. But she knows I've seen a lot of sharks. Oh, man. She's getting throughout. spoilered hard right now. It's all right. I'm going to make her watch it nonetheless. All right. Good. Um, look, how about this? This is a basic question. And, I, and for those of you at home, uh, feel free to answer as well. But where were you on the April Lives, April Dies? Sorry. Now, I wasn't there for, like, when it happened. But I found out about it before I watched 4. So I was fascinated that it was like, you get to decide. And, and that they overwhelmingly decided for her to live. I was like, that is interesting. Because she's such an interesting character. And she... Seems to care so little that it seems so funny that everyone cares so much for her mm-hmm. um, as an audience. So I, I think it's fascinating. I love that she is now an android. That's wonderful. Uh, it, it is madness. We'll talk a lot about that, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that it's it's fascinating that we got we got the result we did. The the fascinating part 
for me, and we'll talk about April at more length, but but it was it was very fascinating because there was no timeline set for it. So it was like, okay, you get to vote, but it was like, when is the vote over? Okay. I just thought maybe for like the first 24 hours they would do it, and then we would get the result, but, you know... It they was, just let it go on. Yeah, it wasn't... That's e- crazy. Even Tara herself, uh, we did interview her on Popcorn Talk, and even she herself said, like, for seven months, she didn't know. Wow. One way or the other, and like, imagine if you're in that limbo, but... I also figured that you can have a lot of fun with this in in the sense that no matter – even if people decide that she was dead, you just reincarnate her as someone else, much like Landfill from uh, Beer Fest. Sure. If you you haven't seen that movie, there's a character who, in theory, quote-unquote, dies. And they just bring back his, like, brother, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm the brother. I taught him everything he knows, something like that. Yeah, and what's what's great about that movie, too, is they're like, hey, listen – uh, he explained everything to me. I know all your guys' history, so there's not that awkward getting to know each other yeah. moment. And do me a favor. Just call me Landfill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like you never lost the character. Yeah. It's like, oh, he died, but not really. So I, I figured get, with Sharknado being the way that it is, yeah. that it could have been a way they could have treated it totally. Yeah. Couldn't I mean, that. Another thing, like going into it, the fact that David Hasselhoff, right off the bat, was on all posters and promotion. Oh, like we, we left him for dead. But he's not dead. No, he's not dead. He's happily, successfully, like, still the colonel, still doing, uh, working on projects. Yeah. And being David Hasselhoffy. So, you know, there it was. But let's let's take a quick step back. Uh, Thunder Eleven is the writer once again. Fantastic is, name. You know, and, and people don't think it's a real name, but that's legit. That's his real name, though, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a very quirky kind of guy. Oh, I mean, with the name Thunder, you gotta be. You can't you can't just be thunder and wear like a bow tie and do counting. You know it, it's interesting. Uh, I I really wish there's um, on AfterBuzz TV our sister network. There's a guy, there's a host named Scott Narver and he does a lot of the wrestling shows, but he does things here and there. And literally, if you put them side by side, between their looks and their personality, they are equal. And what oh. I and uh, for those of you who don't know Scott Narver, it's okay. It, it, it's just this sarcastic outlook on life. Mm. and uh, never taking things seriously, but being monotone with everything that you say. Sure. To the point that no one can really know if you're being serious, you're joking, or you're joking at the person's expense. <laughs> nice. So like a, like a male Daria. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds you good. <laughs> um, Sounds like a delightful misanthrope. You know, and, and, and the funny part is, Thunder never expected this to be the thing that made him so big um and realistically all he actually wants to do is direct so that's what the funny part is to oh, me really? is in that yeah because he was slated to originally direct the first one and then uh, another project came up and he wasn't able to right yeah yeah so you missed out thunder because that was fun on a bun you could you could have done it but you he wrote it so in a way he had a large hand in like shaping what eventually would be the movie yeah i, I mean you know I mean, the unlike, hand. unlike most writers he's so involved because you know i mean it's, it's one thing to have to do rewrites and whatnot but as the movies have evolved he's of course having to be on set to to write little bits for every cameo that comes in right exactly he has to kind of move on the fly and like they they film some of the cameos like after the fact as well so yeah. he has to write after they've like wrapped on the movie even yeah. so awesome he's just Putting 110 in for that movie, for the love of the Sharknado hashtag Sharknado love. You know, and and the funny part is like they they have no vision for this. They, you know, we're, we're today's Monday. It's a day after the premiere of it, mm-hmm. and to my knowledge, there's not been official word whether or not a fourth or a, a fifth is coming out. Oh yet. man, it's got it. I mean, I, I imagine we'll that get it there, is. but it's oh, it's coming. I imagine that we're calling is. it right now. But the thing is, you know. He, it's not like he can plan around that. It's not like he can start like writing and whatnot. I mean, maybe he has some ideas, but every time they've made a new one, it, it wasn't a guarantee. And, and, and he has, they literally just crank these out within a year. Hmm. And that's the time. And he's always like, I don't know what to write after this one. That's great. How do I get myself out of this? It's like the improv movie. I it is. It. Yeah. Absolutely. Going on the fly. Um, <laughs> on the Sharknado fly. No? All right. Didn't work. Thought I had something. Didn't happen. Absolutely. So, let, let, you know what? So, so let's talk story. Because, uh, yes. I, I, you know, in terms of Thunder, right, I was thinking about this. He talked about the progression of these movies with us because um, he came in for when the third one was coming out. Oh, oh hell no. Sure. Um, we haven't had him back since. But he was talking about that Sharknado's opened up a lot of uh, 
there, there's a lot of questioning, right? And in the third one, they started to kind of not answer them, but certainly ask those questions. And mm-hmm. re- remember the best example I can give is when they were in the sh- airplane or, or in the shuttle, and I forget who exactly asked, but they're like, how can sharks survive in space? Well, how do they survive in a tornado was the rebuttal. Well, but then the, the fact remains that that, uh, that can happen and does happen. Uh, that there are like uh, instances of raining fish in the world, especially in like India, uh, Australia, and Honduras, as, as recently as January 2016. So this is the thing that really happens. So the fish totally could survive. The space one is where it like loses credibility. Uh, I had a theory that maybe there's like robot sharks. Maybe these are robot sharks. That's why they can survive in space, and why they uh, kind of have these weird uh, like super hyper aggressive tendencies. Like there's a scene later in this movie where he, one of the sharks is just chasing a barrel. It's like there's not blood coming out of the barrel you could s- definitely cannot smell anything like within how do you know there's a child worth eating in that barrel shark yeah. i don't trust you i think you smelled it nah, it wasn't just a barrel android sharks calling it now uh it's been a plan all along and that's why they're having a hard time stopping them they're full of blood they're excellent copies but they're not real sharks that's why ian zirin can take or ian zirin can take a, a shark by the tail and whack it against a tree like it's a unruly rat or something yeah <laughs> you know, I mean that, that I did. Ultimately, you know, it just continued. Like it's one of those things. The less things are explained, the better. Yeah, I th- uh, there's a, a quote I think from the director where he said something about you know the less we go into the science of things, the more fun it is. And I think I agree to a degree. But there's so much fun in the it could potentially happen. And I know I read something about how Thunder uh, was aware that uh, the what's it called. The water spouts, tornadic water spouts, uh, actually happen and can totally pull up fish. So he's like, we we just took it to its logical conclusion, which I love. And I think he can kind of lean into more. Um, But I think they've kind of thrown that away in the last couple movies probably because it does seem like, well, there's a shark. Like the very first moment, that's the first thing you see is the living shark in space. What is that doing? But you're right. This is not a universe where sharks need air. No, 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 it is not. No. You know what? I, in we terms just have of to taking log- that and move forward. Well, now again, it, what I love about this, uh, in a way, they've kind of reset things because again, there were so many questions being asked that now they've just upped it in such a way. Uh, the, the fact that there's oil nados, sand nados, oh. and all these things like talk Fire about nados, more logical expansions. Yeah. Yeah, the boulder nado was particularly interesting, and it did seem like it. Uh, all of these nados seem like they're mutating the sharks within the nados to survive these weird conditions. Like the the boulder nado sharks had boulders like all over them, as in like the shark nados, the uh, the fire nado. Sorry, the sharks in the fire nado were on fire. Jeez, uh, sharks! You got to be robots or something, because how are you surviving these madness? They they're just things. adapting. They're just Evolution. adapting. Oh yes. It's it's the Jeff Goldblum approach. They just life uh, uh, finds a way. Uh, in the they case did of say Sharknado's that. Again. Remember, I, I forget which point in the movie. I believe so. Was... And they did the hesitation. I think because I was like, ah, Jeff Goldblum. I wrote down Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So that it's was uh, a lot of. <laughs> Unlike, I mean, let me ask you this: Did you feel like there? Because did you feel this one was overly not overly parodied in a bad way, but in terms of the other movies? Um, where this had a lot more references than the other ones. Yeah, well, I mean, this definitely is... Um, it's going to a point of absurdity in this in this one. It does seem like they live in this universe where almost everyone talks in movie quotes and almost everyone talks in, like, song lyrics. Everyone is doing references and parodies. Because they're, they have so many cameos, they've pared it down to create this madness world where everyone just talks like everyone is in middle school and they just discovered movies. And they're like, hmm, the force is with you, and would you? And they're just, yeah, going back and forth. It is hilarious. So I think that's the, the maybe the Sharknados have kind of created a world of madness. Maybe there's madness in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone is kind of going crazy. Could explain a lot. You know, I mean, I mean, that, <laughs> in a way, I mean, part of part of the way I look at it, and I, I really hope this isn't. They're not doing this just to because a lot of the articles that I see are like uh, the top ten quotes. Top ten references, sure. you know, and, and just basically lists, yeah. you know. And I, I hope that when they're thinking about these shark 
NATO movies. They're not just doing that just to get press that way. Sure. Because it's, that's the easy route. Right, to just make a list of things. What's popular and what can we have our characters do real quick? You know, yeah. And then just kind of piecing a movie together that way. Which, I mean, to be honest, it does feel a little bit like that at times. Like, there are moments within it where you're like, you did, this section is a little silly and tacked on. But that's... It, it mostly, for the most part, adds to it. Like, for instance, the, the, the section where they're going to the chainsaw store, because, of course, chainsaw stores are a thing. They only sell chainsaws at these stores. Uh, little boutique shops, really, but uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is our is our cameo for this. And then the other two I'm not too familiar with, but who... Do you know them? or uh, They're from Texas Chainsaw they, Massacre. Got it. That makes a lot more sense than for their, their lines. I was like, they're making this reference... It seems a little out of place, but that's because I didn't know who they were. That's my fault. <laughs> you know, and that's that's ultimately in terms of the rewatchability. Now, you know, everyone just gouges the internet of like, okay, what? Who was this? And yeah, who was that? And that, it's like that's, that's the second viewing. That's such an interesting out. aspect of watching this kind of movie because if you're not plugged into all of the right channels, you don't know who some of these people are, and you can't appreciate. Some of the jokes. Like, I, I happily have seen a couple episodes of, of Baywatch. So at the end, when they're like, oh, my mom and dad didn't want me to run around in a bathing suit all day. They wanted me to get a PhD. You can, oh, that's funny, because that's what they did through most of their youth. I get it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a ton of references. So it does feel like the kind of movie that maybe requires a watching guide of kinds or something well, like that. If, if, I would definitely suggest that, you know, as a starting off point, most of it would be anything NBC slash Universal. Mm. There was a lot of Real Housewives. There was a lot of Vanderpump people, um, which is, an interesting, you know, Bravo, things like that. Like anything. And remember, in the, in the third one, we went to Universal Parks. And mm. uh, so start. That's your base. But then also, I don't know how, like. And then you have all the the Shark Tank people, basically. Over the course of these four movies, I think we've had almost every single shark except Mr. Wonderful. How funny. (laughs) Just including the sharks in the movie. The sharks. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun. Yes. Um, But yeah, so I, I, you know, some of it, I I don't know how everyone's fully picked, you know, but but there's, you know, you can see why they have references to the Today Show. Yeah. Because it's an NBC property. Certainly. And that's why they're able to bring in people from those shows and be like, oh, look, we're adding credibility to this universe, which is great. I love so much. I love um, uh, Natalie's, is it Natalie, with the eye patch? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that that continued over from the last movie. And that now we just have a, a, a really cool looking lady with an eye patch as our, as our news anchor with Al Roker. Like, yes, keep this. Love it. Definitely, uh, I, I do miss Kathy and Hoda from the third one. They were mm. they were an absolute riot. Oh, I bet. Uh, but yeah, I love I, yeah, I, I love the news the news angle that they kind of take in this and they kind of weave in and out with those two characters. Um, I, I, <laughs> we'll talk about it more in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, the only Al Roker is the only uh, main character of color that survived this movie. Well, to be well, fit. yeah. There's that teaser at the end where maybe uh, Tommy Davidson did, right? Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So I was like, yes, maybe. But it was such a flash. I was like, oh well, maybe this is a dream. Who knows? What if we're in the mind of one of the sharks? This is all a dream the whole time. No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> You're like well, absolutely so, not. You know, someone did ask me, right? Uh, I, I, there's been so many people in this. I, I forget who lives and who dies. I might have to catch up. I'm like, listen, the only people that live is the family. Mm-hmm. It's the family. That's it. Yeah, and even then, uh, didn't didn't the daughter die? No, she she survived, right? The Claudia. No, they just they just recast her. Yeah, <laughs> just like with Matt in this movie. Right. Yeah, and and Matt even got eaten for a minute and died, and he was not uh, upset about his wife dying at all. Like mourned her for zero minutes. Her brand, his brand new wife, who he presumably like hadn't even like they didn't go on a honeymoon. They talked about like. Pimping one out of Tommy Davidson's character, but never that never came to I was a little rude. I was like, "What? Yeah, you she's gonna. Even... Someone's just hey, get out of here." Eh, well, if they're gonna save the world, someone needs to, you know, pony up a little something, something. I'm not gonna save the world for nothing. Ian oh. Ziering gets a national, like world, worldwide acclaim. I don't know. Well, it's not his choice, and remember, because she. That's true. You know what? Maybe He's there is a that reluctant m- hero. You're right. Maybe there's that money grabbing. Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, whore. Because at the rem- no, remember he's he's gonna Uh-oh, be. Oh, you be- guys. Hash at Phil. All right. Listen, this is Angry a theory tweets. because no, uh, remember he, uh, 
Finn is about to be interviewed, and she's like, "Why didn't you get interviewed? You, you know, you saved yeah. all these people." He's like, "No, I care about my family." And she, you know, she's like wants to claim maybe she's like doing this to to again for her own benefit and in, in terms of fame, fortune, and whatnot. But little does she know, it comes at a great cost. Potentially, I mean that 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 reporter, by the way, who asked him uh, if he wants to be if he's single and wants to be set up on a date, that is incredibly inappropriate. Like, don't, not when is, it's Patty the Millionaire Matchmaker. Okay, but this is also nah, you're right. Ah, oh, see references I'm missing, but also just like, lady, this is let the man have his life. Uh, <laughs> I was like. There's another moment later where it's just another news anchor doing something kind of inappropriate where she the, the guy grabs the mayor. You remember yeah. that moment? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Stop grabbing the mayor. You are so fired. But okay, so let's let's let's, <laughs> let's go back to uh Patty, the million matchmaker reporter, when she asks him, uh, are you single? Yeah. It 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 serves on multiple purposes one mm-hmm. that obviously it's just funny if you get the reference whatever yeah, if you know who she is you you are extremely but it, in a weird way right you know how you have to kind of get expos out mm-hmm. this is just a nice reminder that, that he thinks his wife is, is dead. dead yeah and in no other movie could that work in this way except for sharknado <laughs> I'll give you that definitely um and i think you know so they're like okay well it solves all these things let's just do that yeah it totally set up for me like how he feels about the death of the wife and like how the family has been affected by it because you do get the sense that he and his son are like totally trying as hard as they can like he's trying as hard as he can with his son he does that hilarious like i'm carrying you around my back thing that he dads do uh and so there's this sense of him overly trying and so uh, yeah and the sadness when he just is like uh single uh, it's just it was yeah palpable and hilarious. I love it, Ian. You're doing great. Um, um, let's let's talk about April, right? And how they handled that uh, for <laughs> Android April. Android April. Yeah. She's uh, you know she's declared dead, but then you know Gary Busey, her father. Yeah, he's he cre- creates the cyborg uses his illegal technology to or his uh, covert technology. I don't know if it's illegal or just uh, hush hush or whatever. But uses it to create cyborg daughter, save her life, or revive her. Uh, yeah, who has a or. who has a rocky montage pulling cars and everything mm-hmm. like that with the trainer. Who's just like, wait, if you're a, if you're an android, how much do you actually need to train? How much can you just well, do? She, she needs to learn her abilities. Oh, okay. She needs. <laughs> it seems seems like if she has inputs, maybe they should just figure out how to like load it on a disc. <laughs> just <laughs> upload. All right, you know karate. Well, Great. this isn't the Matrix yet. I mean, but it could be. Uh, and I mean, Android stuff. She she just had that hilarious, like, uh, Christmas cord that she plugged herself into at night and kind of slept. But then she also had that stand-up box that had purple lightning in it. Because <laughs> purple, purple lightning is how you charge your batteries. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I don't know how you guys do it, but that's how I do it. I mean, if, do it if it, Sharknado. Again, why, why wouldn't you have, like, the purple <laughs> electricity? Yeah. I mean, if you have to pick a color for electricity, purple yeah. is the way to go. Um, you know, and I did like I I liked how they separated them because you know I was wondering how they were going to handle this, and obviously we knew. Well, uh, once they started promoting it, we knew that it was going to be five years in advance of the last yeah. one, and so I was like, okay, well, you know, if she lives, then obviously you can just have her kind of be with the family. But it was great that they sort of separated them. Yeah, and gave them an emotional moment to come back to, yeah. and you know discoveries to be made together mutually and stuff that was that was fun and interesting which is it sets up this is why in in some sort of way even though it's like another sequel it is almost like a reboot because that's what the first one was about they started Mm -hmm. separate you know they were separate Mm -hmm. um, very true yeah yeah. and then they came together it's always about coming together it's the way to do it uh you know what i really loved about her also uh, as an android was that she always looked like she she ran quite a bit in this movie uh in, at no point did she look like she wanted to be running. It was great. She looked like someone who it, just got told that she had to run a mile or like had to run two laps before she could, could go to the pool in like phys ed. And it was just like, ah, oh. just <laughs> oh, it was it was adorable. She just did not want to run at all. It was it was super cute, especially because she's an android and she has the power to do anything. So she still kind of just has that like Tara Reid like. Well, what I liked, what, <laughs> speaking of, like, just uh, you have the power to do anything, so... Um, like, literally anything. Remember, she's kind of, uh, she goes and saves the kid. Um, this is in San Francisco when, mm-hmm. when she when she gets, uh, you know, David Hasselhoff and the daughter. The, carries the... 
Yeah. Super cool old car, like Superman 1 comic style. Exactly. But to save the kid, instead of, like, because she could have easily just run over the hood of that car, but instead she she jumps on the hood and (laughs) does a flip. Does this flip, yeah. Why? Just because. It's just, it's and it's a very, like, uh, old, like, 60s, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, The $60 million man, like, like, very silly, like, oldish slow moe kind of roll flip it's great it is so much fun you guys uh that's that's my preferred method of action it was just very like shing 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 like the hilarious uh yeah it was great fantastic is the point <laughs> i agree you know and and obviously then then the whole reference I mean, there's so many iron man and terminator references <laughs> i'm iron man's wife yeah that's the the easiest way for her to be like kid seriously just trust me and get out from under this car yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I thought they did a fantastic job with them, and, and again, I think they just brought them together in, in that nice way. Um, one of the best lines of the entire movie. What, there's the added um, bonus of like Gil, right? So in the first oh, one, yeah. In the first one, you know, Finn is trying to make amends with his family between Claudia and Matt. In this one, you know, she's trying to make amends with her family in, in the sense, especially with Gil, who says. My mom's a shark, shark, not a robot. Yeah, like like being a robot isn't infinitely cooler than being a shark. Like I'm gonna take sides here. Robots are cooler than sharks. Sorry. Hashtag unpopular opinion. The, the bigger question for me is who gave this thought in his head? Yeah. What, at what point did he just like decide that his mother was a shark? And who was like, no, 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 your mother is... Who never... Like, they never corrected him. (laughs) Like, he shows them a drawing early on where it's like, mommy, dad... Yeah, and then mommy, in this drawing, is a shark. No, no, David Hasselhoff isn't like, honey, no. Like, he just is like, sure, sure, kid. He's a very doting grandpa. Did no one take this kid to the hospital when she was there for four years? I mean... And be like, this is mom... I mean, even as a four-year-old, you have some semblance of like, oh, yeah, mommy was in a bed all the time or something. You're not just going to be like, mm, I think she's a shark. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm like, I love that he knew right away. He's like, hey, my mom, the, the fact that she's a robot, like nothing gives her away that she's a robot. <laughs> yeah, she just unzips her, uh, her, on her, her cat suit and then she's just got kind of like a little panel or like little flashy bits right there. No. She's like, yeah, this is this is because I'm a robot. They lit up eye and zeroing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, "Whoa, I don't care though, because I love you." It was beautiful. I loved, I loved how love, much he loved her, and like he he sells everything in this movie so hard. He's he, he is the only guy who could lead this. It's so like Bruce Campbelly and like powerfully like ma- it's just masculine schmaltz to its just very core. He's like he's like a uh, David Hasselhoff too. They're like live action Zap Brannigans from. Uh, Futurama. They're just this ultimate force of masculinity, and it's fantastic. I mean, speaking of David Hasselhoff, what I appreciate about him, I I think he wanted to be in this movie again. You know, I I think even though he had a great send-off in the third, I think he was like, guys, I'm in this one. Yeah, you guys need to get in this. Yeah, absolutely. And he was, hands down, one of my favorite of the new characters. Well, for me, for uh, the new characters. You know, uh, top five, definitely. And he, he had so much fun. Just yeah. everything he did. And and there were a couple scenes with him and the kid where he's, like, genuinely a really kind grandfather figure. And you're like, oh, Hasselhoff, you seem like you're a pretty nice dad. Uh, at least for a couple moments. There's also some silly ones where he, like, angrily hums the Flight of the Valkyries. But <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was angrily. It just, he he's just like, da, 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 da. I don't know. I, I got a little sense of, we're like. we're going to war. Yeah. He's like, son, we're going to need you to. Pull out a chainsaw pretty soon here. That's the that's the way of this clan. <laughs> it I seemed know. like at Well, least. everyone's got to pull their weight in the Shepherd family. It's true. It's true. You don't yeah. just get a freebie. They got to cut their weight in sharks. That's the the way of the clan. So speaking of that, you know, one of the one of the things that I've been noticing is that the war. There's some people who see Finn Shepherd as a savior, mm-hmm. and there's this might be going way of Batman. Uh, a la Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Uh oh. Where it's like, I I don't know what the final X like. I want to get. It. We'll talk about it more when I give my thoughts on what the fifth movie could be. But mm-hmm. I think they've been setting this up really nicely for Finn to either just be this shark magnet, mm-hmm. 
or not. Uh, you know, Stacey Dash, the mayor of Chicago. Yeah. She obviously thinks she knows. That, she knows what's up. I, I think she's onto something. You know, because there there were no Sharknados for five years. Then let me know if you agree with this. There were no Sharknados for five years, and right. you, you think it's oh maybe it's Asterix. No, it was because he, for me he was living in Kansas, and now as soon as he goes to Vegas, all hell breaks loose. Yep, you got too close to an ocean. Sharknados mm-hmm. happened. Uh, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think there's something it, it, essentially about that we have to find out in, in Sharknado 5 or beyond about why these Sharknados constantly chase Ian Zeering. Ian Zeering is, 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 or Finn Shepard. Uh, Ian, Finn, Fian? Fian. Finn. Fian? Finn? Uh, is definitely a magnet for sharks in some manner. He's got to be some sort of uh, shark chosen one, some shark whisperer. Like he, I think he gets called. Doesn't Tommy Davidson call him the shark, shark whisperer? whisperer yeah. yeah, exactly. So he is, f- for all intents and purposes, and for maybe no, no fault of his own, the shark whisperer. Maybe there's something in his past that involves him, like in a Wolverine esque way, like a Harry maybe, Potter, Voldemort. Like he's he speaks whatever he's the snake language with the is. God of sharks or something. Maybe who knows if the. I just feel like, I feel like either it's. I don't think it's magical. I don't. I think it because I think it's going to be magic science, right? Which okay, is what sci-fi be. ultimately is. That's true. That's true. Mag- magical science. Uh, okay. Yeah. Magical science. I'll accept that as an answer. I think we can move on from that then. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like it keeps getting brought up, and that's the way it's headed. Um, no, I think you're right. I think that uh, that is the only way to make sense of this. Like, there's there's a wizard out there in five, the shark wizard, and he's been combining sharks with tornadoes to make him more powerful. <laughs> he's taken over Earth one little bit at a time. Finn Shepard is our only hope. That's right. Maybe that that could be what Sharknado Five is. Uh, so let me, <laughs> let me ask you this: In terms of the new characters, who did you like the most? And oh it could man, be a simple cameo, or it could be an actual character like Tommy Davidson. Yeah. So I mean, Tommy Davidson first and foremost. Oh my gosh, Tommy Davidson! Everything he said was hilarious. He he like just masterfully was this character. There was a moment he walks into uh, one of the buildings, and uh, a metal detector goes off. And someone's like, hey, and he goes, what, I own the building, come on, or whatever. It's just, there's so many great moments that I'm sure part of, the, like, many of them had to be improvised. They were just so snappy, or if they were, uh, well done, Thunder, they were written very tightly. Uh, so either way, it was just such a masterful, fun character. I was so upset when I thought he had died. I was like, no, not Tommy Davidson. I love him too much. Save Tommy Davidson. He's important to us. And he does. Um, he comes back. He comes back. He has a little flash moment. So I'm hoping that he be, he has a larger part because I, I enjoy him too as this like wannabe Tony Stark-esque character who like has the money and the resources and is trying really hard but maybe doesn't necessarily have all the re- – like all the ma- – like manness, manliness to be the guy in the suit. Does that make sense? Well, I, th- I think he's doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, his motivation is always like, oh, you know, you used to be the guy now. Like, I, I – when I say the Sharknados are over, they're over. It's mm-hmm. up to me, and he has this god complex. I think so. You're probably right to a degree. I think he was trying as hard as he could to not be – a jerk when he was jumping out and giving Ian's earring like, no dude, I'm, I'm going to do this. Not, I, I, I felt at least like it was less like, this is for you, dude. This isn't for me. I was hoping I, it was my impression, but I can see how it might've been the other way. And he's just like, bro, step aside. It's time for the Tommy Davidson show. So, uh, either way, suit. I'm kind of, yeah, I make this look good. Cause he, everyone speaks in quotes. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely one of my favorites. One of my other favorites, uh, Gary Busey, uh, fantastic. fantastic. I can't get enough of Gary Busey. He was so so delightful and so fun, and uh, one of the most like uh, intensely believable characters when he would just during the movie. He was like one of the people that I thought sold it the hardest, and I was just very happy. Well, for him. what was interesting uh, the way Hasselhoff says it, um, and I think him and Anthony Ferrante. Actually, I forget which one, but the director, right? Anthony yeah. Ferrante. Uh, in terms of Gary, he, they actually confused them. He was like, well, I need an ex- explanation. What's going on here? And they're like, Gary, stop thinking about it. Just just improv. Make up your own stuff. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he fought, and that's how they got what they needed out of him. And there was also moments, because Gary can be Gary, uh, that they were like, okay, Gary, we have 15 minutes to shoot this. If we don't get this, you're 
it's not going to be in the movie. And then, boom, he just starts yeah, getting it. He just it. does the thing. So he can definitely concentrate <laughs> when he needs to. When he has to, yeah. Uh, but when he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a moment I want to talk about with him where he, uh, so he's told them that the mother is dead that Tara Reid is dead, which okay that's pretty that's not very nice of you uh, it's a messed up thing to do to a family but he also says when they're like uh, we have uh, her ashes on the mantel place they're like oh that's that's your dog <laughs> that, those are the ashes of your dog did he kill their dog is Gary Busey a dog murderer. Not not the character from this movie, Gary Busey. No, uh, I'm just that was such a weird out of left field. Wait, like wait, 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 what moment for me? Because uh, <laughs> he does seem kind of. I mean, I guess I guess he would do it if he wouldn't tell the family that they would be alive. He, he might murder a dog, or maybe the dog died and he took out the body and cremated the. You know, you just, yeah. it's just either way you slice it, you dice it. Yeah. It's not good. It's not not a great favorable thing. So yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, um, one of the things I did like um, there's a, there's everything that I like, but um, you know Hasselhoff is obviously in the movie, and then both of his girls are in the movie, mm-hmm. um, Taylor Ann and uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the other girl's name, but in terms of Taylor Ann, she's also on Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, and literally all of the Rich Kids of Beverly Hills made it to um, to this pretty much, really. Or should I say, I mean, what, okay, so let me back up because I know I'm going to get, like, slaughtered for it if no there worries. are actual. Um, to me, Vanderpump Rules and Rich Kids of Beverly Hills are so intertwined mm-hmm. that I think of them as one and the same, and perhaps they're not. But I also think, I also know that they all kind of travel in the same circles at sure. this point. And so, like, a Some lot of the fans. Vanderpump Rules people that, that are there, like Stassi and whatnot and Jax, I think are because of that connection. I see. And you it's also it. an NBC property, so that helps. Yeah, they're all kind of in the same circles. I mean, that does make sense. Uh, um, well, cool. And I liked the uh, what a fun moment for Kim Johnson and and her uh, now boyfriend Robert Hershevik to to be in the same scene. Oh, who? So uh, it was who it, were they? So uh, they were dancing with the star's partners. Um, she's a dancer. He's the shark tank guy and uh in the movie he plays um you know one of the supervisors that gets yelled at um of like why did this happen he's like well technically it was a sand nato i don't want to hear you get out of here you're in charge i enjoyed that moment with uh tommy davidson also (laughs) um i liked that does anyone have questions Uh, i'm not done yet yeah yeah i'm not done here does anyone have questions i'm not done yet yeah fantastic he was just such a yeah such a powerful character can't 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 help but go back to him um, my last favorite character because I have a top three, uh, hundred uh, percent Gilbert Gottfried. I would watch an entire movie of Gilbert Gottfried, the storm chasing screamer. What was his uh, name again? Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was Ronald McDonald. I was like, you guys, <laughs> just going for it. I, I wonder did, if he picked it. I don't know, or like McDonald's was secretly like a sponsor, maybe. Because, I mean, they, they, like, uh, they did have Xfinity. There was a lot of Xfinity commercials, right? Yeah. However, there was also, like, something that flew by. And for, like, about two seconds, it just said Xfinity on it. Because it was, like, some plate or some, mm. some paper. Interesting. So Subliminal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes somebody's got to pay for this movie. That's true. This movie doesn't get made on its own. <laughs> no, it does not. No, it doesn't. Um, I, and you know what? I don't mind when they do those cheesy type of... Like, imagine if, like, they were all like, hey, guys, now that the shark's shark's over, why don't we drink some nice, uh, whatever the soda might be. Yeah. Some nice Diet Coke or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Not sponsored by Diet Coke. Uh, you know what? This isn't a new character, but, um, I don't... Like, I thought... I thought Ryan Newman as Claudia, the fact that she's working with Damon Hasselhoff and what I thought, I thought they had good chemistry together. They were fun. Yeah. And there's that moment where he makes like a Star Trek reference to the boldly go. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Star Wars, really? And I thought that was really cute. And he legitimately seemed upset when he was like, no, it's Star Trek. All right. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. And I like, what's also funny is the fact that it, it not only, again, there, there's these quotes that you have to get as an audience, like the, uh, I make this look good. Yeah. But this is like calling attention to it. Yeah, exactly. 
in calling it out. Would I, also calling it out, uh, he also says, we, we have movies for you to see. Like, there's work to do. And then he says, there's movies for you to see. Which implies that he doesn't watch the Star Trek show. He only cares about the Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Which I also think is hilarious. <laughs> David Hasselhoff in this universe only watches the Star Trek movies. But he thinks they're very important. And they are. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, very important indeed. Um, so, you know, I thought I thought they did good. Uh, <laughs> why was Drew Pinsky uh, the pastor? Yeah, and why Dr. were they Drew. getting married up in, in space? Or not in space, but in the airplane. Yeah. That, that was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, gosh. I liked Gabby as a character. I was really excited for her to be there. I was really, really bummed that she died so needlessly. Like, it was just so, like, she wasn't defending anyone, really. It was just like, oh, she didn't go inside for some reason. Oh, no, no, she's gone. I felt like that was the way that almost everyone who had a name who died, died. It was like, oh, oh, okay, they're gone. (laughs) Just kind of a descending, like, oh. (laughs) What what did you think of the cousin? Um, The uh, cousin. Gemini. Gemini. Uh, I thought Gemini was cool. I, I kept confusing Gemini and Claudia. Uh, just because I thought that, well, not when they were uh, separate, but when they got when they were finally were together in the couple uh, end scenes, um, and I thought she was cool. I was I was hoping that she would do a little. Oh, she she kicked the shark, which I thought was great. She used mega kick, which was was fantastic. After a shark slaps her, which happened immediately after uh, Gabby is smashed by to death by a shark, and then a shark just lightly slaps her across the ta- across the face with its tail. It's like, come on now, how how strong is this shark NATO? That it anyway. I was upset. I was like, how dare you murder Gabby and then be like, but for this girl, it just slightly slaps her in the, in the cheek. Mm. <laughs> um, I, no I did respect enjoy, for Gabby. I did enjoy her. Um, and, you know, what I kind of liked about this is we have the core family all the time. And then we kind of bring in these ancillary, you know, uh, people like a Gemini. We, mm-hmm. We've had brothers before. We've had, you know, the best friends and whatnot. And so it's just a great opportunity to kind of get someone a lot of screen time but that may not necessarily want to be in for the next one certainly i get that and i mean i think you know they can do that a little bit more with the extended family of the shepherds and they kind of do obviously by adding you know david hasselhoff and the rest yeah exactly exactly uh who was really fun i thought she was great as the the mom right Mm -hmm. yeah i thought she did a great job um i think that uh there's there's a lot of chance for more more friends to come in because it does seem like they they have a pretty short shelf life. Uh, no friends really stick around for the long haul. No, unfortunately. they can't. They can't. They can't. <laughs> you can't stay close to Finn Shepard and live. Yeah. That seems like the kind of theme. You I, let, let me ask you this too. So Steve Gutenberg's in this, and the, yeah. he, he's a friend who gets called upon. <laughs> it's a great cameo. It was, but is there going to be a? Crossover because you know it's, he made, it's the Lava Lanchula that he's making a, a reference to, right? Yeah. Is that the movie that he just did? Did the car make a, an appearance in that movie? I don't know. I haven't. Or is I, it a real reference to the movie Christine? I I haven't um, I haven't seen Lava Lanchula, okay. but I think it I think it was double. I think it was a reference to Christine as well as that. And uh, two Lava, two Lanchula is coming out mm-hmm. soon. Maybe there's going to be some a crossover universe some christine usage oh yeah that too what we call this the the you know marvel has mcu what is this the s-y-u s-y-f-y s-y-f-u that's S-Y-F- not, that seems rude sounding the s-y-f-u hey s-y-f-u um, um yeah so yeah we're, that's what we'll call it hashtag s-y-f-u the universe that all of the sci-fi movies live in i'm, I'm willing to believe that i think that's that's canon yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if for like you know, whatever the third Lava Lanchula and then the the fifth this one that they tie yeah. in. <laughs> Lava Lanchula, Tokyo Drift. Uh, no, that's the second one. Um, oh, so no, let's see what else is kind of. Uh, I mean, you know, you can kind of check out the rest of the notes. It's just kind of more facts and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but by the way, uh, the premiere was in Vegas, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> Oh really? That's funny. Um, yeah, it's always I, fun to see a movie that ha- is featured in the movie in that place. I really, um, I actually, I, I really wanted to go to Sharknado. Like, it, it, what I love about this movie is that um, you know I get invites to so many different things. Like, uh, not to brag, but I th- mean, this this week hashtag humble brag. 
Well, this week uh, I got I, I had the opportunity to go see uh, Suicide Squad, and I, oh, wow. I could care less. Well, I want to see the movie, but I was like, you know what? There's other people more deserving than me, so I was like, okay, you guys go. So I sent uh, a few kids from the DC Movie News show. Okay. But um, for this premiere, I would have killed anyone to go, and <laughs> it was one of those. I, I Tara, pro- like, I really think if I asked Tara, I could have gone, but I didn't want to like be that asked. friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tara, if you're watching. Listen, Tara's my new best friend. Phil She's coming back out. in. Okay, good. Uh, me, me, her, and Daryl Kristen, we're like BFFs at this point. Oh, snap. She's, you know what? I would say what you want about Tara. I think she's fantastic. I, I mean, I think she's really fun. I think she brings such a funny energy to her character. Because there's literally a moment where she's just like, meh, about like life or death situations. I, I, I want to say she's that a robot. Down. She's a robot. See, and that's maybe that's why. But it's just it's just so fun. She's such she has so much fun. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, and and I love that she is having so much fun doing it. So there's Absolutely. no there's no hate in my in my uh, analysis. Yeah, well, indeed. So, <laughs> um, all that's left is to really pontificate where this is going. And this is the fun part of it too. Uh, you guys can obviously participate in this in the comment section. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, where's this going? We get the best cliffhanger. What I liked early on in the, in the movie, they're like, oh, Nova is so lucky she's off in Paris or whatever the hell she is. And then <laughs> the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Tower flies in. <laughs> I was afraid for some impalation, but I'm glad no one got impaled. Um, and there's Nova. And what I do remember, Twitter went nuts. Yeah. Hashtag Nova. Hashtag Nova. Like, because what? Like, that's that's great. I'm I mean, so excited. I love the character of Nova, and I'm also a guy, and she's a great-looking girl, so I'm Team Nova. She's a pretty lady. It's true. Uh, yeah, man. I'm excited to see where that goes. I hope that uh, we find out more about uh, Nova. And, like, why Paris? Yeah, why? And have you been gone for the whole five years? Like, what What have you been up to? Are you going to, like, kick some more shark butts now that it seems like the shark problem is escalating once again uh, in this new time of shark turmoil? Yeah, save us, save us, Nova. Hashtag save us, Nova. And what's uh, what's Robot April gonna think of now? You know. Oh, I know. I mean, that just you bring in such a fantastic opportunity for them to be at each other again. Yeah, because they, you know, <laughs> I always loved the, you know, when Nova's like, I'm still not a slut, because <laughs> she's not. She's not. Come on, Tara, be cool. Um, you know, in terms, <laughs> what would be interesting? This, this is. Again, where they go, I have no idea, and I've never been right about this, especially with this type of movie. But I really do think that uh, it could be fun to explore if all of a sudden Tommy Davidson's character goes evil, mm-hmm. realizes that perhaps it is uh, that it is Finn Shepard who must be destroyed because mm. he is um, the, the the shark whisper. Interesting. I like that idea that he turns evil, but I think the way in which he turns evil is less uh, like malicious and like I'm gonna destroy Finn, and more like I'm gonna monetize this whole Sharknado situation. Because especially if he's creating this like uh, this technology that like undoes the Sharknados, then he's the only person in the universe, the you know the United Nations like has gets to come to when they're trying to prevent further Sharknados, which means he gets to be like the Lex Luthor of that place. Like, oh yes, I'll sell you all the security. <laughs> and have his like malicious empire. Uh, so I'm worried more that he'll uh, like exacerbate the problem, that he'll basically like play the God role, like you were saying, and, and kind of uh, just mess nature up more in a way that's going to exacerbate the Sharknados. Mm. It'll be interesting. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea where they can go more than like nuclear NATO. Nuclear NATO. That was a pretty hard one to top. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. I mean, it, we could be going into space some more. Uh, who knows? Uh, I'm interested to see if we're going to go to other countries now, uh, just specifically other countries, because we've gone up, we went all over, we watched almost all of the like United States uh, monuments get murdered, which was really fun and weird to see. Uh, I didn't, I don't know if it, it is unprecedented if I've seen like monuments as many as we saw this time just get decimated. But it was fun. I think that's like the essence of a disaster movie is you want as many monuments down as possible. Well, it, we could go to France. Yeah, exactly. It depends on the importance of Paris. Yeah, maybe there's they have to take back that Eiffel Tower. I mean, they're just going to leave it there. 
Imagine if they brought and it on Niagara like the, the 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 Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Like you guys got to ride us this. We brought you back your Eiffel Tower on our Statue of Liberty. Yeah. The the Eiffel, the Statue of Liberty is just some sort of rocket that they're able to use to fly. Gary Busey has turned it into a rocket. Maybe I want to see more uh, Gary Busey as a scientist. I want to see maybe him creating gadgets for the team if he's able to come back. Same with uh, David Hasselhoff. Seems now seems now like he's the older grizzled army guy that we get from most of these kinds of movies. So more of that, please. Uh, but it seems like maybe there's like a war of the sharks coming, you know, or the Sharknado uh, war of 2017, maybe. You could know, be. it could certainly it could certainly happen. <laughs> um, you know what, but as long as, if you're just like with the Chippendales, as long as you're able, I love oh, the, the, the pelvic thrust. The pelvic oh, thrust. So, the, so good. You know, and that's, that's what I love. Like, you either have to Fight them off with your battering ram. Whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. Or or with uh, whatever the hell that explanation was between the water and then this and then that. Yeah. Oh, man. Know. I felt so fat, sad for that uh, uh, accountant on the pirate ship in the beginning who is handed a sword. And he literally looks at the sword and goes, what am I supposed to do with this? He's never seen a movie. He's And he dies immediately. I liked the... It, it was, to me, it was even funnier... Um, when I I don't know how to hoist a sailor. I'm not a this and that. Like, yeah. Whatever. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then just get your friends and do it. And then they just immediately do it. Yeah, as if it's they like, know oh, the instructions. That was easy. So, <laughs> absolutely. Naturally All right. Pirates. Well, we can continue on forever, but at that point, it'd be just us laughing at certain moments of the movie. Yep. Um, but instead, we're going to wrap up, and you guys can let us know your favorite movie moments, and we'll talk about them. How does it compare to the other Sharknados? So on and so forth. Whatever you guys want to talk about. That's what the comment section is there for. Um, and we'll do our best to respond when we can. But it was a pleasure having you on Thank today's you. episode. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me, Phil. Of course. Uh, you, you know, who knows? You might see him on a couple more anatomies. Hey, if I'm lucky. Um, what shows do you... He is an AfterBuzz host. What shows do you do currently? I, uh, I currently am on uh, BoJack Horseman as well, uh, the Netflix show, as well as uh, the sci-fi show Dark Matter, another sci-fi great. If you guys are interested in that show, tune in. We do that one on Sunday nights. Uh, BoJack is on Wednesday nights. Uh, tune in and uh, you will enjoy that. There you go. So, uh, and unlike with most of these franchise movies, we don't have to wait two years uh, I promise, I, I, I would be willing to bet $100, but if I lose, I don't want to give it away, Okay. that there's going to be a Sharknado 5, I really do, um, and the good news is, we know that's going to be coming in 2017, so always, we just have to wait a year, that's the fun it's part about this, we always get another one. And we'll get there. Um, you know, but I do think, in some weird way, I think the fifth one, I don't know if I would be ready for a six and a seven, I think, you know, I think the fifth we, we we've culminated to like things have to be answered in the fifth i hope so uh it remains to be seen i think we've set up a lot of great things i hope we do uh wrap it up in the fifth but if not maybe we will uh be able to do one more like maybe one more maybe, maybe. maybe i don't think more than i for me i don't think more than six over six might be too many but we'll see we'll see yeah so, all right, guys. We'll see you guys next time on another Anatomy of Movie. We've got uh, Jason Bourne coming up. We've got Sus Party, War Dogs, uh, Bad Moms, so on and so forth. And by the way, um, we last year we did Sharknado 3, so definitely check that out. Check out the interview with Tara Reid we just did on iTalk. Um, and as well as uh, our last year's interview with Thunder Eleven. So definitely check those out. We'll see you guys next time on Anatomy of Movie. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.